petite Syrah. A little extra. Put this all wrecked in your cerebral cortex. You want me to rap? Think I'd rather take a nap. It's a wheel. It's your feel. It's, it's the, the best nightcap. Cheers! You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network. Hosted by Transistor.fm. Hey guys, Sarah here. Uh, before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know that uh, because of the pandemic that we're all currently living in, all of the episodes going forward um, were recorded with Zoom, so the quality of the sound is going to be different than what you normally expect. Also, we recorded these episodes ahead of time, so what you're hearing from us doesn't reflect what's currently going on in the world. Uh, who knows what's going on in the world by the time you hear these. Hopefully we're doing better and getting a grip on this crisis. Uh, anyway, hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Welcome to Petite Sarah. The little extra. What, cat? Nope, she's not here. It's me, Sarah, and Emily still. Hello, hello. <laughs> I was like, Emily, say something. <laughs> uh you know, Petite Sarah, this is where we just like to tell you guys funny stories. We usually have a wheel. Um, we still have a wheel. It's just not in the house anymore. I'm going to spin it and it's going to land on happy or funny because that's what we're doing in these COVID times. And then we're going to tell you a story about that. Um, before we do that, how's that cider over there, Emily? It's pretty good. I feel like I'm drinking a lot of it. Well, it is Friday. It is. It is, and it's also my second Friday having to work, so I've been enjoying my Friday drinks. So you work today? I did. I did telehealth today. You've been productive. Yeah. Drink that cider then. Yeah, and on top of that, I got all my documentation in for the week. Dang. The documentation is really like the, the work of healthcare, isn't it? Yeah, and especially as like, since I'm starting out as a new grad and building up my caseload, basically everything is evals, which takes a lot longer. Oh, like you're evaluating new patients and... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Documentation. Mm-hmm. It's the most fun part, but it's sometimes the most important part other than... It's not really, but it's... Anyway, uh, I'm going to spin the wheel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it landed on yellow. That's funny. <laughs> Do you well, have I have a funny story. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead with that. Okay, so this is a story from my time as a PT student. And um, I was working in a skilled nursing facility. And we got a lot of interesting people in. I loved them all, of course. Um, but so I get this new guy comes in and we're seeing him for, um, a broken arm due to a fall. So I was like, okay, so probably going to work on some balance stuff, you know, just trying to get the mental image. And so I walk into this guy's room. Um, but before I walk in, the nurse has stopped me saying he's refusing all treatment. So just be prepared. If you can get him to take his meds, let us know. We'll come in. So he was already kind of being a handful. And so I walk in and we're trying to do our little assessment. And I'm like, yeah, so I heard you broke your arm. Can you tell me how you broke your arm? 
And he said, are you ready for a full story? He's like, do you have time? And I said, yes, I think so. <laughs> and so he said, all right, well, sit down. So I sat down and he said, I'm going to tell you how I broke my arm. And so he said, I was in my apartment and I had a mouse in my house. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And at this point, it's not too hard to keep a straight face. Like, okay, he probably got scared, fell down, broke his arm. That probably happened to me too. Um, but he said, so I needed to figure out how to get this mouse out of my house. Um, but I didn't have any mouse traps, couldn't go to the store. So I decided to turn my air conditioner to 65 degrees because that would obviously be too cold for a mouse to survive. So he set his thermostat down and then he was sitting waiting for this mouse to die so he could get it out of his house. Time and Does that logic make don't mice sometimes live outdoors? Yeah. So, and 65 degrees is not that cold. Not at all. Okay. Sure, I was. Yeah, so we're already, we're already off to a great start. Um, and so I'm just trying to keep it together, you know, be a professional student that I am, obviously, or was. Um, and so I said, okay, so did it work? And he said, well, um, I realized that that's too cold for me to survive. <laughs> I didn't want to die with the mouse. So I needed to protect myself. <laughs> so solution to this problem is to, um, is to shut himself in a room and he was going to block the door, like the, under the door with a towel. So no, of that cold, no, no cold air came under, you know, cause that would kill him. He needed to stay warm above 65 degrees at least got it so but he's gonna leave that mouse out there so he shoved the towel under his door that all worked great and he was sitting in his room ready for that mouse to die um and then as he was sitting there he still felt cold air and he's like i had to figure out where this cold air was coming from and i realized there's a vent in my room <laughs> so he decided to get a chair and push it over to the vent, which was on the ceiling. And he climbed up on the chair and tried to close his vent so he could shut it off and wouldn't die. And he fell from the chair oh. and broke his, broke his arm. Oh, no. So. It was such a terrible plan. <laughs> that was a really bad, it was a really bad plan. <sighs> right from the start. I mean... The notion that a mouse can't live below <laughs> degrees. Yeah. They can do it better the week. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a very determined man. Also refused a lot of therapy, um, but he had good stories. <laughs> a lot of stories. He told us a lot of stories. It sounds like it. He's like, I've been waiting for this moment. Sit down. He I took care of a he he, he took care of a bed bug problem too. Really? <laughs> In his house, yeah. What? <laughs> it was a good one. Is it a true is that true or did he just assume did he say he did and it wasn't true? Um 
I mean, he may have had bed bugs. I'm not sure. I didn't investigate personally, but um, he just decided instead of like getting rid, I guess he didn't really get rid of the bed bugs. He just protected himself from the bed bugs by covering his mattress in plastic so that he would just jump up and slide down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, he was fun. He was fun. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel for me. Okay. And... <laughs> oh, yay. It landed on something happy and funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I had a patient one time that um he was having a, he had neuropathy pretty bad in his hands before he came into the hospital and then um while he was in the hospital because of some of the other things that were happening his kidney function wasn't that great so the doctors had cut back on his dose of gabapentin which is a medication to treat neuropathy and so his neuropathy in his hands was getting worse and worse and worse. And the day I took care of him, he had such poor control of his hands. Like he kept dropping things. So I went in there the first thing in the morning, there was a bunch of water and ice on the ground and on his gown and, you know, water was spilled everywhere. And he was so mad at himself. I dropped it. I have no control of my hands. And he was just really distressed, you know, and I was like, no, don't worry. I'll clean it up. You know, fine. Let's not worry about it. It's just water. Mm -hmm. And next time I went in, he had a really tiny can of diet Pepsi and he dropped it and the whole thing just spilled everywhere. Oh, so mad at himself again. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. So, and so, you know, it's okay. And then he proceeded throughout the day to drop like four more things. And it was, it was happening so frequently that I was like, all right, have you ever seen the sketch on Saturday night live where (laughs) He's like, I throw it on the ground. <laughs> I'm an adult. And we started laughing about that. And he really likes Saturday Night Live. And so it just became the joke for the rest of the day. Like he would drop something and I'm like, throw it on the ground. <laughs> and then I was doing something and I dropped something. And he's like, oh, you dropped that. And I said, yeah, that's what I thought we're supposed to do in this room. And then <laughs> right before I left, I was handing over the patient. I was giving a report to the night shift nurse and he seemed stressed because he just was kind of stressed in general. And I was like, Hey, listen, so-and-so when in doubt, just throw it on the ground. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was just a, a thing that was like, it became a funny joke throughout the day and it made me laugh. And I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Had he, had he seen the skit before you mentioned it? I don't know if he had. When I asked him, he was just like, yeah, I really like Saturday Night Live. And then oh. we kept saying it the rest of the day. I throw it on the <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. And then also I got his gabapentin reordered because his kidney function was improving. Yay. Woo. <laughs> so anyway, those are our stories, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, you know, catch us on our regular long episodes um, or just keep listening to these petite sarahs and tell us your stories at www.nurses at gmail.com, Facebook at Whining W Nurses or Instagram at Whining with Nurses. There you go. I said it all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Cheers.
short teasers are excerpts from comedian Aiden Park's book, The Art of Being Yay. Think self-empowerment with a comedic twist. These are tough times we're all going through. Who couldn't use a little mental health wellness and laughter? For more of The Art of Being Yay, visit AidenPark.com. That's A-I-D-A-N-P-A-R-K.com. Sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Storygram Podcast Network. Another problem with relying on external conditions for your own happiness is that things are completely out of your control. Has 2020 coronavirus taught you anything? <laughs> Look, I'll talk about me. 2020 was supposed to be my year, okay? I have a political consulting business that I that I work with. <laughs> I have a lot of side businesses. But um, I have one of those, and 2020 was going to be a huge year for me, you know, doing um, uh, during the presidential season, and uh, the coronavirus shut everything down. So I'm not making any money doing that. This was supposed to be my year. If I was relying on that going right so that I could have money in my bank account so I could be happy, well, I'm screwed. And on some level, everybody's experiencing this. I've seen posts on Facebook, 2020 was the year that I was going to get married in Milan. Sorry, pandemic, you know, or oh, 2020 was going to be the year that I make it in comedy. Sorry, <laughs> no stages are open. So good luck with that. I actually have a friend who got a new set of, you know, implants. And, <laughs> and, she, and, and the reality is those implants are only as great as they are to be appreciated. So if no one can get close enough to you within six feet to appreciate your new tatas, well, then you wasted your implants for right now, right? I mean, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear the noise, does it really make a sound? I mean, it's the same thing. Like, oh, great, great looking things. You know, nobody's there to appreciate you for it. They told me to stop being un-PC on these posts and be more serious, but I just can't. <laughs> I think I'm too amusing. 